0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David
1: Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. $33 trillion U.S. debt just hit is not much different than $32 trillion. But look at the projected cost of financing the federal debt over 10 years. The Peter J. Peterson Foundation projects that the net interest cost that taxpayers will pay to finance the federal debt through 2033 would be $10.6 trillion. The growth in interest costs represents a significant challenge in the long term. According to the CBO's projections, interest payments would total around $71 trillion over the next 30 years. It would take up 35% of all federal revenues by 2053. Interest costs would also become the largest program over the next few decades, surpassing defense spending in 2029, Medicare in 2046, and Social Security in 2051. So, we just borrow more from China and Japan. China and Japan have long led the world in financing U.S. Treasury debt with their share of outstanding marketable securities, peaking at 25.4% of the total, in June 2007. It was difficult to see where this was a great investment for them, but holding dollars offered them stability in trade that was based upon U.S. dollars. Something happened to their appetite for U.S. Treasuries as they have been divesting holdings at a pretty aggressive rate even as U.S. interest rates have climbed. This is in part because U.S. rates have climbed. They have not been selling their U.S. Treasuries outright but are not reinvesting when they mature. The U.S. Treasury has to get cash from somewhere to finance the federal debt, so it is not surprising that the U.S. interest rates have climbed. The loss of what has been a stable and dependable Chinese and Japanese investment in U.S. Treasuries has to have some impact on the Treasury market. This also factors into inflation, as they have been allowing their Treasury holdings to mature while the number of outstanding U.S. Treasuries grows with our deficit. Therefore, the percentage of U.S. Treasuries held by China and Japan together has shrunk to 7.8% of the total last June. According to Reuters of the 25 trillion outstanding treasuries at the time, Japan still holds 1.11 trillion, China 835 million, while the Fed held 5 trillion dollars worth. The Fed is printing 20% of the U.S. debt, so is essentially paying itself the higher interest rate. One might ask why that China and Japan are divesting their U.S. securities. Why now? Did something change with us, or did something change in their respective economies to spur this reversal? Specifically, the surging Chinese economic growth late is significantly decelerating. China's growth had generated cash that they had parked in the United States. China is now experiencing a deepening economic slump, and one response is they're going to their piggy bank to withdraw funds to shore up capital needs back at home. They are seeing diminishing returns. Foreign investment that has been pouring into China has also stalled. Business sentiment toward Chinese growth has imploded, as China has been tightening its policy environment for foreign companies and countries. They need money and so are withdrawing from their accounts here. Exchange rates are also part of this story. The sharp increase in U.S. bond rates produced a yield gap that had pushed both the yuan and yen to record lows against the dollar. Reuters speculates that Beijing and or Tokyo could further divest their U.S. bond holdings in order to shore up their weak currencies. Beijing has asked its banks to stagger their dollar purchases to reduce the pressure on their yuan market, which fell to a 16-year low recently before China's central bank intervened. Typically, the U.S. has complained over Chinese currency manipulation, where yuan weakness artificially makes their goods cheaper and ours more expensive. That's how they generated their massive trade surplus with the United States. Tariffs on China have had little to no impact on our trade deficit. The yen has likewise weakened to its lowest level since 2008. These countries are major U.S. ag buyers, and weak one in yen against a stronger dollar is about the last thing that we need given the weakening ag economy. Something beneficial to our ag exports is that the Brazilian real has actually strengthened against the dollar, 6% over the past 12 months. A dollar doesn't get you as many real as it did at the beginning of the year. That gives U.S. ag an advantage over Brazil. Corn in west-central Brazil is now $2 a bushel. It has likewise fallen to that level in Ukraine, where it is isolated from the global market by the war. No one can probably grow corn for that. One way that low prices cure low prices is to discourage production.
0: Future trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. And each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.